Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today I want to tell you that some of the things I have been talking about are starting to come to pass. We are losing our freedoms. Now, here in America, there there are there was a Supreme Court ruling not long ago which said that yes, churches can open. And so why all these church growth pastors are not opening up their churches is far beyond me. We want to love our neighbor by never worshiping again. Uh, it's insane. But nevertheless, we'll let that be for a separate issue. But today I want to talk about not here, but just our northern used-to-be-free neighbors at Canada, which has turned into such a Gestapo police state that I'd probably rather be in mainland China right now. These guys are going under more lockdowns. They have all sorts of issues. Now, if you want to get a good idea of the general broad view, have a look at uh, Viva Fry's law blog. He does a Viva on the streets where he talks about you know, the cases and the numbers and the fact that none of this justifies the loss of freedoms. And in that country, if you get in there, you, you may get carted off and ordered in, and literally taken by force by a bunch of guns, you know, to a country that doesn't want you to own guns. A bunch of people with guns will haul you on off to a place where, uh, where you are supposed to quarantine, by the way, at your own expense. <laughs> figure this out. Their entire idea up there is to bankrupt everybody so they can come in. It basically like go back and read what happened in Egypt during this, the seven years of great feasts and then seven years of great famine under Joseph when all the people are like, just take everything we have and let us be your slaves. Just let us not perish. That is literally, it looks like what Canada's game plan is right now. But what we want to focus on is James Coates. Now, he is the pastor of Grace Life Church in Alberta. And uh, he is a United States trained pastor. Uh, I'm not sure if he's from Canada or from the United States, but he was trained at John MacArthur's Master's Theological Seminary. Uh, and uh, he has taken a bold stance and said, we're meeting. I don't care. We're meeting. And he spent uh, several weeks, I mean, even a couple months in jail because he had the audacity to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in his church in a place where there's very few cases, very few. I mean, there's not a reason to justify locking everything down in that area. Well, after several weeks, several months of negotiation, they finally let him out. And um, then the very next week, they find that their church was completely locked up with fences. Now, some of the story here gets convoluted. Some people are saying, well, they busted down the fences and went and had church anyway. No, that's actually not what, the, what happened. So to bring you up to speed as to what actually happened is the, the government fenced off the church. So the church members met just outside the fences and were holding a visual, a prayer service, and a church service outside the church there as well. Some of the people got mad about the loss of religious freedoms and started tearing down the fences. James Coates actually told them to stop and had the church members build the fences back up right around this time. 200 riot police arrive on the scene to prevent people from hearing the message of Jesus Christ. This is what is actually going on, and we're starting to see more and more and more of this. And here in the United States, while we have a Supreme Court ruling that says we can have church, we also have an evil administration that appears to be controlled by Satan himself, who is working on a commission to pack the courts. Now, even uh, demon-in-chief uh, Pelosi up there uh, even kind of stepped back. I don't know, I'm not sure if this is necessarily a good idea because it really is the fringe radical part of the left that is trying to get the courts packed. But 
Biden is just a rubber stamp president. Whatever comes across the desk, I don't even know what I'm signing. Just sign it, man. Stamp, stamp, stamp. And we will probably end up seeing the loss of our religious freedoms in the next few years if something radical doesn't change. It begs this question, are we willing to go to Jesus, uh, go to jail for Jesus? There we are. Are we willing to go to Jesus for jail too? I don't know. Some people find Jesus in jail. Some people go to jail for Jesus. Whatever. It's like down here in Penn State. We can go to Penn State this way. We can go to State Penn that way. You know. So um, the point is this, that in what is supposed to be a very free nation, what was last year, I mean, maybe not last year at this time because of the insanity, um, you know, what was 13, 14 months ago, a free nation is now so militarized, so Gestapo, so locked down, people have lost about everything. And that seems to be what their goal is. This is a problem. This is exactly from that playbook from uh, from in Genesis. Let's go ahead and, and have a look at that particular verse. I didn't even pull it up, but uh, it's worth going to. So we're going to be in uh, Genesis. So where we're at over here is in Genesis 47, and we're going to have a look at Genesis 47 from 13 to 19. And this seems to be what's going on in the minds of some of these governments. Now there was no food in all the land because the famine was very severe. So the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Now in our case, we're not dealing with a famine. We're dealing with government-imposed restrictions that is preventing people from producing their own you know, way in this world. Their own money, their own food, their own whatever. So 14, Joseph gathered all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan for the grain which was brought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. When the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die in your presence? For our money is gone. So Joseph said, Give us your livestock, and I will give you your food for your, uh, for your livestock, since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them all food in exchange for their horses and flocks and their herds and their donkeys. And he fed them with the food in the exchange for all their livestock in that year. When the year was ended, they came next year and said, We will not hide from our Lord. Our money is all spent. Our cattle are our Lord's. There's nothing left for my Lord except our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for food, for we and our land will be slaves to Pharaoh. So give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not be desolate." Verse 20, so Joseph brought, uh, bought all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh, for every Egyptian sold his field because the famine was severe upon them, thus the land became Pharaoh's. And as, the, as for the people, he removed them to the cities from one end of Egypt's border to the other, and only the lands the priests he did not buy, for the priests had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they lived off the allotment which Pharaoh gave them, therefore they did not sell their lands." Then Joseph said to the people, Behold, today I have bought you and your lands for Pharaoh, and now here is seed for you that you may go and sow the seed. And now that is how slavery happened across the whole world. The same thing governments are doing. Now, how does this tie into the churches? How does this tie into the loss of religious liberty? They are restricting everything to the point where we want to fine us for meeting. They want to fine us. For going to church, they want to fine us for trying to do our job. They want to fine us for leaving our houses. We are nothing but their serfs. That's where the plan is. It turns out that 
that Canada just didn't have the strength to stand against us, but this is actually the plan of the World Economic Forum. They sent a letter into some prime ministers up in Canada not long ago saying, hey, starve everybody out, we'll come in and offer to buy up everything, but they can never own anything again, and we, you know, we'll basically take control of everything and provide them what they need. This is that, welcome to 2030, I own nothing and I couldn't be happier. That's how this happens. What do we do? We do need to stand up. Now, ultimately, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the most important thing. That's what our primary mission is. But at the same time, we do have to stand up on the basis of standing for religious liberty and take back the rest of the freedoms that we have as well. We have to stand up and start saying, no, give us evidence or give us liberty. There was an excellent, uh, an excellent uh, uh, discussion. I thought saw um, Representative Jordan. I forget what's he in. Jordan. Anyway, he's in the House of the Senate, one of the two, and he was talking to Fauci. And it's like, Fauci, when does this end? What is the marker when this ends? Well, when there's no more cases. It's like, no, we are experiencing loss of liberty now. Here in America, we have a few factors that we're going to be a little bit more protected events this from the people in Canada. Uh, you know, nobody's going to go into a backwoods church uh, here in, here in the, the central middle of nowhere in America and try and take it over. You'll get shot and hung out in the back. Okay, <laughs> That's kind of what will happen. And the powers that be kind of know this, but what happens is we start to lose everything. We start to become complacent. We start to forget. And then we start focusing on the problems rather than focusing on our God. God is the one that needs focused on here. We need to keep focusing on that. We need to keep focusing on our religious liberties. We need to take James Coates' model and say, yes, I'm willing to go to jail for Jesus. No, I will not leave jail by signing away uh, my the Great Commission. That's really what it is. Stop doing the Great Commission as prescribed in Matthew 28 and you can come out of jail. He said, no. It's your modern day John Bunyan, right? John Bunyan, author of um, Pilgrim's Progress, That's his jail cell wasn't even locked. He said, I'm not renouncing my faith and leaving here. Thank you, thank you. I'll take my jail cell. And that's what James Coates did. He is a real modern day martyr, a mar real day hero. He's not a martyr yet at this point in time. But then they fence up his church. What do they do? They meet outside their church. That's the model. That's what we should be doing. These are the things to focus on. But our northern brothers, they are losing all their liberties. And this is a dangerous thing. We need to be praying for these worlds in these circumstances, in these situations. Those are the things that we need to do. We'll go ahead and leave this one here. This was probably a little bit more of a rambly daily walk, but I think hopefully it was a little bit uh, useful. This is the things I've been thinking about lately. Are we ready for persecution? Because it is coming sooner than you think. Be ready. Be ready. Get in those scriptures. Get in prayer. Get yourself your encrypted communication with God through prayer. With that, uh, we'll leave it here. Thanks for watching and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk and our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. -M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.